Good evening. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is the 24th of May. It's a Monday, and here we are. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Um, there are so many things uh, that we could dig into tonight that I could completely lose any kind of focus on any sort of theme. But I first want to cover just something that I have been promising. And so here it is. It's Monday and I'm bringing it to you. I wanted to talk about um, violence in large cities in particular. Uh, I got this from NPR. I will probably uh, link it in the description. But I just wanted to go through a few things. Um, these are just murders, by the way, the statistics. I, I could have, I found a couple other sources that were sources that some people might uh, question for bias. Uh, of course, NPR is biased, even though it's paid for with your money and my money. But uh, be that as it may, as to many people, NPR may be considered a, con- a credible source. So let's just look at some statistics, shall we? Compared um, from 2019 to 2018, let's just pick a random city, Washington, D.C. 32 more murders, 197 murders in 2020 at the end of November compared to 165 in 2019. New Orleans, 120 in 2019, 194 in 2020. St. Louis, 194 in 2019, 261 in 2020. Philadelphia, 346 in 2019, 469 in 2020. Remember, these are just murders. These are not, these are not um, violent statistics, which those are just off the chart as far as violent and gun attacks, so much so that when when today uh, uh, Circleback Saki was asked about the crime wave, she said, well, there's a, there's a, a gun control problem. Boy. Um, shall we continue? Minneapolis, how about this one? 47 in 2019, 81 in 2020. New York? You know, New York, uh, going in the early months of 2020, murder rates were way down. So just want to throw that in for perspective, because in 2019, New York had 314 murders uh, through November, uh, December, what's that one? December 20th, 314 in 2020. Remember, murders were way down at the beginning of the year, 437. Chicago. Oh, boy. 2019, 481, 748 in 2020. Murders. Well, here's a good one. I'm going to throw this out there simply because it's uh, it'll reflect uh, more positively, help skew things the other way. Baltimore, 2019, 333, 2020, 321. So fewer murders to date in Baltimore. Milwaukee, though, how about this one? 98 in 2019, 191 in 2020. 
Los Angeles, 257, 2019, 343, 2020. Memphis, 191, 290. And I could go on and on. Um as far as looking at actual cities go. But you're getting the idea. Houston, for example, 225, 2019, 321, 2020. Louisville, uh, 90 and 173. Um, some states, uh, even, well, Phoenix, uh, maybe, well, we don't know what really color the state is right now. Republican governor, but a Democratic mayor. Of Phoenix 110 in 2019, 175 in 2020. And Detroit 274, 2019, 327, 2020. So you can see that there's a huge crime issue. Crime is spiraling out of control. You've got Democrats who who recognize it's spiraling out of control and they're wishing desperately that they could do something, but they don't know what to do um, because they are beholden to the likes of the squad and progressives such as uh, um, uh, Bernie Sanders who are demanding more and more defunding the police. Now, Having said that, the Lib has been pretty consistent on this, although some may differ. Don't defund the police. Get rid of the laws. You know, many of these things happen, like uh, um, um, George Floyd. You know, passing counterfeit money is a federal crime. But... Um, so many of these things are happening because of minor incidents that get blown way out of proportion. I mean, you've got, you've got police forces all over the country that are being told to not prosecute crimes below a certain level and that these people are being turned back out on the street again um, nearly immediately. Violent criminals being turned out in New York and Los Angeles and such. You know, it's it's one thing if somebody stole a candy bar or something like that, but it's another if they put a gun in the clerk's mouth as they were stealing the candy bar. You know, to, to Democrats and progressives, criminal is just a victim. The victim obviously had it coming to them or they were racist, which means they had it coming to them. So how about that? Um, on the COVID front, you always hate to mention COVID, right? But but uh, um, there's actually some light starting to shine. Even uh, little Lord Fauci himself has said that he cannot, with any certainty, state that the COVID virus did not come from a lab. And why can't he state that? Because China is barring any kind of real investigation. They've shredded the documents. They've eliminated the people, some of the people 
um, who have spoken out, um, eliminated any evidence, and they still won't even let them in. They're so afraid that uh, something's going to find out. But, you know, in reality, China has nothing to be afraid of. China has the world, has its foot, its boot on the neck of the world when it comes to uh, um, economically speaking. They've bought debt from all around the world, including substantial debt from the United States. But more than that, through their policies, they've made things so cheap to manufacture there, mainly because of their not necessarily slave labor, but... Well, sometimes it is, but their cheap labor and the fact that the government subsidizes all these things. China has made it so nations across the, the globe have, have crippled their capability to manufacture. And that could be a real problem. For example, antibiotics, you... You know, a lot of our antibiotics and other medications come from China. China could put us in a real bind if they felt threatened. Plus, they could start, um, instead of rolling over treasuries, they could just start uh, selling them and turn our currency that's nearly worthless even to even more worthlessness. Um, Washington Post admitted that it's Trump's fault that the media did not take the potential that it could be have could have been released from a, a laboratory because Trump trumpeted that pun intended I guess Trump went out said that it definitely came from a lab and so Washington Post and, and other media they said well if Trump said it, obviously it's not true. And so they discounted the whole idea because they would not investigate it. What does that tell you about how deep the hatred for Trump was? Is in the media. Terribly deep. We're going to be right back. We're going to have a slight change of pace. Welcome back to the Lib. Uh, talk about um, in Florida, Ron DeSantis, uh, Governor DeSantis, uh, signed into law um, significant penalties for social media platforms that um, deplatform or ban. people from their uh, sites. If it looks like, uh, if it looks like uh, um, these technology companies have violated the law, the Attorney General uh, of Florida can now act and file suit against them to keep them from um, deplatforming them. That'll be interesting to see. We know we know uh, that Facebook, Twitter, et al. are, are very, um, 
they know how to censor and they know how to ban because they had to do it to operate in China at the drop of a hat. They had to know how to do that. And so um, because of that, that's one thing they're very good at. What they're not very good at, though, is understanding that as a platform, they really don't have that right. Yes, they're private companies, but they can't claim immunity by being a platform when they're not being a platform. And when you're censoring people, you're taking responsibility for the content. You're a publisher. So sign that into law. We're going to see how what happens with that. Expect lawsuits here pretty quick. Um, you know, that'll, that'll be what happens uh, next up. You know, when somebody tries to say, oh, say somebody that lives at Mar-a-Lago, in Florida, that they maybe decide to um, you know, file suit because they've been permanently banned. Um, let's see here. There were um, Jen Psaki, uh, back, circle back, um, talking about the big lie. And of course, the big lie is not the uh, that Trump won the election. The big lie is that there was a true insurrection movement at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, she claimed just last week that there were a number of officers who died the day of the Capitol riot. Um, the only officer that did die died not because of being beat by a fire extinguisher, but as a natural causes from a stroke. The only person that died in the Capitol riots, of course, was Ashley Babbitt, a white female Air Force veteran whose uh, killer is still working for the Capitol Police, and we don't know his name. Just thought I'd mention that. Um, all right, already did the crime statistics. Oh, oh, you know, I originally read um, the piece that piqued my curiosity. A friend of mine posted talking about the impossibility of eliminating fossil fuels anytime soon. And when I say anytime soon, decades. And it was a report out of the International Energy Administration that talked about the supply and demand of the metals and the rare earth elements necessary for lithium batteries for cars. I mean, let alone cell phones and such. Uh, for metals used in in solar panels and and uh, wind turbines, um, that the ability to to get anywhere near that production is not even comprehensible at this time. You see, the Democrats are uh, they're so typical. They they wave their wand. They have intentions. We're going green. And so they kill uh, American jobs, and they put they put uh, uh, other jobs on notice, coal miners, et cetera, that those jobs are all going to be gone. But, hey, they can either learn how to program or maybe they'll get some of those uh, green jobs, you know, like Solyndra back in 2009. Remember that? Um, speaking of which, before I forget, there's a website you can go to, and you can track um, pandemic funding. 
It's called pandemicoversight.gov. And there the inspector general is tracking all sorts of things. And, and I don't have I don't have those listed. I didn't get them ready before I started, but I'll do that on Wednesday because I'm finding some very interesting things there about stuff that was spent with pandemic-related funds. You're not going to believe it. But back to the IEA, the International Energy Administration. Um, guess where most of those rare earth elements are mined right now? If you said China, how about that? Go to the head of the class. Um, China dominates that market. But not only that, they're very restrictive on who gets those things. In the United States, of course, um, if you remember, there was a, 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 a monument. Uh, what was it? The Grand Escalante. Uh, the Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument was pared back significantly under President Trump. Uh, a person uh, bought uh, mining rights for part of the uh, area that was no longer part of the National Monument. Now, of course, uh, uh, Biden's Department of Interior is likely to put it back in, into the National Monument. Guess what they suspect there is a lot of there? Uh, copper, nickel, cobalt, things necessary to advance the green New Deal. You can't do it without supplies. You can't wish those supplies into action. And right now, those supplies, yes, China has a market on it. But remember, China has a market on it, too, through its relationships with nations in Africa. You know, like Congo, where Congo, guess what Congo's done? Of course, we've mentioned this before, so it's no surprise. Uh, children working in these mines. So you can have your cell phone or your Tesla, or your wind turbine, or solar panels. Slave labor all over the world, courtesy of the Chinese Communist Party, who, of course, is the Workers' Party, right? Yeah. So what are we going to do here in the United States? The Biden administration plans on locking down any kind of place that could have mines for those metals. You see, they don't want to dig them out of the earth. They just want them. This kind of reminds me of James Taggart from Atlas Shrugged. Why can't I be the president of a railroad and actually run things? Not because he is incompetent. But he wanted it, and because he wanted it, he should have it. And it's the same exact thing with Hashtag and her squad and the Green New Deal. They want the Green New Deal. They just don't, they just don't want to do anything for it. They don't want to allow it to happen. In, in, in reality, these people, the not, not in my backyard syndrome, right? NIMBY, that's where, you know, it's just like the people that didn't want the windmills uh, obstructing their view of the ocean. 
off of uh, off of Nantucket and Cape Cod, right uh, there, Czar Carey, exactly. And so, as these things come about, and as things are going on in this world, you have to remember to look at what people are demanding. China has a proposal to add 250 plus gigawatts of coal power plants. That's more than the United States has running right now. Do you think that China cares about all the filters, the capture that coal plants in the United States have mandated on them? No. Because China doesn't care about individuals or people. You know, I guess that's what happens when you have well over a billion people in your population. You know, you can lose a hundred million of them and you don't even care. Isn't that horrible? Um, let's see. Let me see if I got anything else on my list that I want to uh, to hit up with before. Uh... Um, oh well, of course the Chinese, you know, our favorite people, um, have are they're forcing the the Uyghurs to deny that there's an ongoing genocide when they're asked. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Um, it really is amazing. Uh, and, and you know what? People will do that. You know, you know, do you want your family killed? It's amazing what people will do to defend their family. Finally, uh, we're going to talk about Trump for just a minute. Because uh, you know, there's a CNN uh, correspondent over in Pakistan was talking about how wish that Hitler was around again. Of course, the reference is to dealing with the uh, Jews in Israel. You know, that's why they say, "Oh, wish Hitler was around. He could take all these Jews out." And and it's amazing how you know last year Hitler was the guy everybody hated, and who was Hitler? Trump. So does that mean? that this guy, this CNN correspondent, and there's also a BBC reporter as well. Who said that Hitler was right. Do you think that means that they want Trump back? <laughs> no, I know that that's not what they really mean. But it was kind of funny to say. Um, yeah, speaking of Israel... Uh, there's, you know, Circleback. That's the third time I've mentioned her, isn't it? Circleback Saki is a, you know, has acknowledged that the White House pretends that the Abraham Accords, uh, the peace treaties negotiated with, with uh, Israel and several Arabic and Muslim states, they just pretend they didn't happen. And why are they pretending that? Because none of them involved conditions on Israel 
regarding the Palestinians. And so to them, they're not valid. At some point, Israel is going to have to just deal with the Palestinian problem. Does that mean genocide? Well, no, when you consider the fact that Israel does everything it can to protect Palestinian civilians when they are attacking No, it just means that they're going to have to go in, they're going to have to root out the governments of Hamas and Gaza and, and uh, Fatah, the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank. And they're just going to have to take control. Israel's tried the two-state solution from the very beginning. 1948, will you make a deal? Yes. What right do Palestinians have to a homeland that they fled? They didn't flee because Israel was attacking them, by the way. If you know your history of Israel, then you know that they fled because the Arabs told them to, because they were going to push Israel into the Mediterranean Sea, and Israel would cease to exist as a nation. And then they could have not only their land back, but land duly bought and paid for by Jews over half of a century. So the Palestinians left. But then the Arabs lost. Again, Israel was willing to accept a two-state solution. 1967, the Arabs weren't happy with that. They tried again and lost again. 1973, they were close that time. But... Uh, it was not to be. And so now you have all these people who voluntarily left their homes. They were not fleeing Israeli violence. They were told to leave so that they would not be collateral damage in the Arabs' war against Israel. Do you know that refugee status, when, some, when the UN de declares somebody a refugee, if you were alive, meaning whether you were an adult or maybe even just a tiny baby in your mother's, mother's or relative's arms, and you're fleeing, you're a refugee. But your children are not refugees. Unless you're Palestinian. And that refugee status is passed down through families to this day. They're the only ones.
That's the tragedy. Just as a thought, with all the spike in uh, violence against Jews in the United States, think about this. If you're an ethnic Jew, where is your homeland? At some point, it was from Israel. What continent is Israel on? Israel's part of Asia. And so that would mean that if you're a Jew in the United States, that you're an Asian American. Would it not? Just like the Pakistani Uber Eats driver that was killed. Where's the outcry against that? Except for that anti-Semitic violence right now is all the vogue in the Democratic Party. Except it's not. But they're tearing themselves apart over it. It's the Snake River Lib. Remember, taxation really is theft. I would use the disclaimer, but I'm not even sure that that's really the case anymore. Have a good night.